Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm Dave Ripper coming to you from Crossway Christian Church here in Nashua, New Hampshire. And we are on day 26 of a 40-day journey where we're learning and praying about how to cultivate greater spiritual freedom. At the beginning of this podcast series, I invited you to reflect on Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24, which says, I'm going to make this plural rather than singular, since we are on a journey together. Search us, O God, and know our hearts. Test us and know our anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in us and lead us in the way everlasting. I noted that the Hebrew word for offensive way could be translated as hurtful. See if there's any hurtful way in us, hurtful toward others, or hurtful even to ourselves. And I invited you to help identify, to ask God what that hurtful way might be, and for you to imagine what your life would be like if that hurtful way became less and less of a hindrance or obstruction to our spiritual lives over these 40 days. For me, I identified that the area of my life that I have been seeking spiritual freedom from is resentment. Allowing the pains, disappointments, attacks, withdrawals, assaults, stressful decisions of the past two to three years to forge bitterness in my heart or self-pity in my soul. Whatever resentment might be for you, whatever that hurtful way might be, we want to seek freedom from it so that we might experience life that God desires to share with us and to enter into the ministry that he has called you and me into. And so today, I'd like for us to directly address again whatever that thing in your life is that's hindering your spiritual growth through a passage of scripture and then through a reflective prayer exercise. So first, let's listen to Paul's words from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Through God, Paul says, Not that I have already obtained this, or already reach the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, in tomorrow's episode, we'll explore one facet of that heavenly calling that God has given to each of us, which we'll describe as spreading kingdom presence. But for our purposes today, I'd really like for us to hone in on the idea that Paul models of forgetting what is behind so that we might strain forward to what lies ahead. 
Now, the Greek word for forgetting is difficult to say, but it's powerful and very counterintuitive to us. When we've been wronged or hurt, the last thing that we might want to do is forget. We replay the scene or rehearse the words that were spoken like daggers to our souls over and over. But Paul encourages us to do something quite different. Forget. Think of the ministry challenges that Paul faced that could have caused him to harbor bitterness or continually remember and remind himself of, to dwell on, imprisonments, beatings, lashings, having false things spread about him, having himself compared to some of the other ministry leaders. Just read 2 Corinthians to get close to the pain that was inflicted upon Paul as a minister of the gospel. Yet for Paul, He freely chooses to forget these things so they do not hinder his present or hamper his future mission. Just because we get wounded doesn't mean our ministry has to stop. Now, the Greek word for forget carries with it the idea of no longer caring for something or giving giving something over releasing it, surrendering it. It doesn't mean that we are to forget something because it lacks significance. It means we are just not going to allow it to continually have power over us. I've personally thought of this in terms of my own ministry blows throughout life and more recently, and I cannot allow the choices of others, which I cannot do control, to control me. Let me say that again. You cannot allow the choices of others, which you cannot control, to control you. Now, this doesn't mean that you or I pretend like these things didn't happen or try and avoid feeling their impact, but it means that in faith, I'm going to stop licking my wounds. I'm going to get back up again and press on where I last left off through the power of the Spirit. Because as Jesus tells Paul in 2 Corinthians, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is perfected in weakness. My power, Jesus says, is unleashed through your weakness. Now, what's also powerful about how Paul employs this idea of forgetting what is behind or no longer caring for this thing to the degree that it hinders your present and future mission with Christ is that this word forgetting is in the present tense. And in the present tense in Greek, this implies ongoing, continual action. We don't just forget what is behind once and call it good. It's something we have to continually do because new issues are inevitably going to arise and because the wounds of the past will undoubtedly resurface. And when these feelings or memories return, We don't have to beat ourselves up over the fact that they've returned or they've entered our minds again. We can just see this as an opportunity to give them over to Jesus or to forget them in Jesus again and again and meet him in these vulnerable moments of surrender. What do you need to forget today? so that you might strain ahead toward the goal in Christ Jesus. So Philippians 3 is the text I wanted to share with you. Now let me offer a reflective spiritual practice for putting this verse into action. 
One of my doctoral professors, Gary Moon, in his book, Apprenticeship with Jesus, which I've quoted before, has a powerful prayer practice that I want to adapt for our purposes here today. So if you're busy, you might actually want to pause what you're doing so you can listen to this or perhaps listen to what I share and then carve out some time later today or this week to find some solitude, some silence to really practice this spiritual exercise that I'm going to share with you. Let's imagine for a moment that Jesus is in a beautiful flowing mountain river and he is calling to you to invite you to stand in the flow of his love with him. He sees you as you are. He knows what you're going through. He feels the weight and the burdens of what you're carrying. And he looks lovingly at you all the same. And he is inviting you just to be present with him. But soon, as our minds are prone to do, we begin to wonder. We think about what is to come and we also think about what is behind. And Jesus recognizes what our future worries might be. And he invites us just to look upstream with him. And to assure us that these things that we're concerned about, these uncertainties, they will flow to us in due time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be present to me right now. And then he also recognizes that there are things that we have been dwelling on from the past that's inhibiting us from being fully present to him in this beautiful setting. He knows what those things are, and he invites us to release them, to give them over, to forget them, to place them in the water next to him and allow them to flow downstream. What might those things be for you? Now, generally throughout my life, I fail to be present with God because I'm more concerned about the future than the past. And I need to hear Jesus assure me of what I'm not, aw not aware of what's going to happen, what I'm uncertain about, that it will be, that it's upstream, that I can trust, that it will come to me in due time. But over the last couple of years of the pandemic, which has been so dividing and polarizing and painful and wounding on so many levels for so many of us, so much relational strain, it's easy to carry some of these wounds of the past with us, and it's preventing us from being present to Jesus. And yet he is inviting us to be fully present to him right now. That's been the problem for me. I've allowed things that need to go downstream to be in my mind far too much. And so Jesus is inviting me, open up my hands to give the hurts, to give the bitterness, to give the resentment to him and watch it flow downstream. I imagine, I invite you just to imagine doing that with Jesus right now. What do you need to hand over to him? What do you need just to allow to flow downstream? Trusting that Jesus will take care of it. 
This is not something we simply do once. I have found myself as a spiritual practice doing this over and over again. There's a beautiful place uh, pretty close to our church called Beaverbrook. And the Beaverbrook itself down in the southwest part of this conservation area has a gorgeous flowing stream. And over the last years, I have found myself going there, standing either in the water or along the shore, and sometimes throwing a branch or stick in there, which symbolizes maybe a person maybe an incident, maybe a withdrawal, maybe a conflict, maybe a tough decision that is just weighing me down, holding me back, and I just throw it into the stream as a prayer. That's some of the ways physically what we do can impact us spiritually. But we need to do this so that we can forget what is behind, not just to leave it behind, but so that we can be engaged in the mission that God has called us to now. We surrender. We forget what is behind, not because it doesn't matter, but because God's calling, God's mission matters so much more. So I want to close by praying a prayer adapted by St. Ignatius of Loyola for you so that you might allow the stream of God's healing love to flow through you. Jesus, may all that is you flow through me. May your passion, death, and resurrection be my strength in life. Jesus, with you by my side, enough has been given. May the shelter I seek be the shadow of the cross. May I not run from the love that you offer. Keep me safe from the attacks of the enemy. On each of my dyings, shed your light and love. And keep calling to me until the day when, with all your saints, I shall praise you forever and ever. Amen.